0: Welcome to River Life Podcasts. We're a church family embracing the Father's presence, releasing empowered people to declare and demonstrate Christ's kingdom. We trust that God would use what you hear today to bless and grow you so that you would be a blessing to those around you. For more information about River Life Baptist Church, go to riverlifechurch.org.au or find us on social media. Madam Boe, a very wealthy Chinese lady Very similar in tem- temperament to Eleanor of Crazy Rich Asian Wealthy, influential, loved eating sweet delicacies It was no surprise that she had a toothache She was afraid of the dentist they didn't want to go to the dentist But it was unbearable It was acute pain So she went to the dentist without any choice And the dentist told her on examination that you needed a tooth extraction He said, we will be very quick and over it No problem You won't even feel it Although the roots may be deep So every time the dentist tried to do the extraction She would close her mouth She opened open it And then when you go in, she close her mouth And there was the problem so the dentist look at the at the assistant and form a strategy. And when they were going to do the extraction, the dental assistant was supposed to grab the ample part of Madame Wu's thigh and give it a pinch and twist it really hard. <laughs> so at the wink of the signal, she did that. And Madame Wu wow! And the truth came out. She said, like you said, like you said, the roots were very deep. I could feel it. (laughs) We usually can't move forward to new things for two reasons. We are stuck in the past, and we are fearful of the future and fear has very deep roots. This morning, I want to give you some principles how we could overcome this chronic crippling bondage so that we can be free to move forward to the exciting new things God has for us. 2019 is not going to be One more round, the old mountain is moving into new things. God is a God of the new things. Revelation 5 verse 21. I want to address this topic, moving into the new things, from the book of Joshua. A book Joshua starts with one funeral and ends with three funerals. You said, how could such a book (laughs) help me to move into new things? It starts with the funeral of Moses and ends with the funeral of Eliezer, Joseph, and... Who is the other one? And Joshua, of course. Now, it is exciting because Joshua is a book of promises. The funerals tells us that God is faithful in keeping his promises for all times. Men may come men may go, but God's promises is true for all times. Take the example of Joseph. God prospered him in Egypt. He became a very important person. He could easily have forgotten God's promises, but in his dying days, he remembered the promise of God and he believed. He said, when you go back when God takes you to the promised land, remember my bones. Take my bones back. God's promises are faithful. He will keep it beyond time and beyond people. Joshua 21 verse 43, Now one of All the Lord's promises to Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. Now in River Life, we ended 2019 in a very exciting way with two very strong prophetic speakers, Habila and David Wagner. Now I want to say this about prophetic words. We need to spend time with the prophetic words given to us with God to convert man's prophecy to God's promises. Spend time with God to convert fallible man's prophecy to infallible God's promises that God will keep. A a brief outline of the book of Joshua, chapter one starts with the commissioning of Joshua. Chapter two to four, talks about the crossing into the promised land. Chapter six, right to the end, is about the conquest, about possessing the land. But the key is chapter five. The key is chapter five. It is the process you need to go through before God gives you the possession Or as Bill Johnson puts it We all like God suddenly 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 But before the suddenly Is the human process My key message this morning is You do the easy, the simple, the natural things that God ask you to do and he will do the supernatural the impossible look at joshua chapter 5 verses 13 to 15 for the process before the possession now many of us may say that we have already moved into our promised land here but you have not really taken possession, because the context of Joshua chapter 5 is that they are in the promised land but they have not gone into taking possession. I want to speak to migrants those of you who have waited and waited almost Like the Israelites, 40 years in the wilderness And you have finally arrived in Australia The promised land And it's not what you expect It's not what you expect There are giants Of all kinds You're full of fear Now this is a message for you how we can move and take possession within the promised land Joshua chapter 5 reading from verses 13 to 15 now when Joshua was near Jericho he looked up and saw a man in another version it says he looked up and he beheld he behold a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went to him and asked, are you for us or are you for our enemies? Neither, he replied, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, what message does my Lord have for his servant? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals For the place where you're standing is holy And Joshua did that Loving Father, we come to you For a fresh word into our situation That will set us free From one more round the same old mountain We want to move into all the promises you have for us In 2019 So warm our hearts quicken our spirit help us focus to receive that word that we need so desperately in jesus name and for your glory amen the context of these few verses is god had dried the jordan river the israelites gone into the promised land and god told joshua to circumcise all those that were born in the wilderness That is his entire army Joshua did that And now he look at the wall of Jericho It reaches to the sky He felt trapped His army has been immobilized He has no plan He is now in enemy territory He just consumed with the problem And God captured Captured Joshua's attention By appearing to him As a warrior See, Joshua Was a warrior And although he was consumed with a problem He was a warrior by nature He's trained and the instinct kicks in When the warrior appear With a drawn sword The mighty appearance of God Got hold of Joshua's attention because he was frozen with this problem What am I going to do now? I obey God and I feel trapped in this situation and often God has to capture our attention shift us from the frozen position we are in frozen with a problem, unsurmountable problem to look at him. Joseph, Joshua looked up and he beheld. He beheld. reminds me of the story <clears throat> of Josh Muller. He was supposed to preach in Quebec, Canada. And he was on the ship from England. And in the Atlantic, there was a huge bad fog. And the captain, Joseph Dutton, reduced speed. And Josh Muller felt it. And he needed the ship to go at the same speed for him to keep his appointment in Quebec. So he went to the captain and said, could you please maintain the same speed because I have an appointment to keep in Quebec. The captain doesn't say no. According to international maritime law, we have to reduce speed for safety. He said, okay, can you find me a small place where I could go and Pray, he said. Oh, use my study. Come with me. Take you to my study. He went to the study, and it was recorded that Josh Muller said, "God, you have fixed an appointment for me to speak in Cuba. So, cause the fog to dissipate because the captain won't change his mind. So." Cause the fog to go away so that I can keep my appointment. Amen." The captain thought, what a childlike prayer. That will not achieve anything. And he started praying his religious prayer. And Josh Muller said, no need to pray. Have a look. The fog's gone. He said, how do you know? He said, let's go up. He went up the deck and sure enough, the fog has gone. He said, how do you know?" He said, well, for 46 years I've done that, and today is no different. Lifting your focus away from the problem to gaze at God who's caught you. I remember it was so exciting, so very exciting. When as a young family, the Lord called us, gave us a vision to be God's matchmaker, to matchmake churches in the East with churches in the West, equal partnership in mission. And the strategy that I go back to be a maker go back into engineering, into management, where I was trained in. Because I became a Christian in the West, I have no Eastern experience of Christianity or service. So to just go there and observe. The Christian community and the Baptist Church were so excited about that. They featured it in the Baptist monthly front page. The Christian community, their magazine, weekly magazine, their challenge, featured it front page. We were full of excitement. In fact, I was very positive. Why? Because I got a letter from the Prime Minister of New Zealand, David Longhi, instructing the New Zealand High Commission to get a job for me. And I got a letter from the Minister of Trade and Industry, Mike Moore. Instructing the same thing from the High Commission on New Zealand based in Kuala Lumpur to get me a job. And there are so many companies, New Zealand companies there. So I was full of confidence taking my young family there. Unbeknown to me, it was the worst recession that had hit Malaysia in 1986 all the construction projects were abandoned. I went to see the New Zealand High Commissioner. He said, you are the only one that's coming from New Zealand to Malaysia for employment. We are having skeleton staff. All the companies are moving staff back to New Zealand. Malaysians I'm migrating the church I helped the church that started I helped them they were all praying for me for a job they used all their networks so I was going for all interviews of all kind because the people in the congregation have networks and they said what about try this job what about try that job I went everywhere interview everything. They said, you're too qualified. There's no job for you. Until I was prepared to work free of charge, sell insurance. They didn't want me. I said, I don't need retainer. One time, I was so discouraged. For a young family. There's no welfare state. In Malaysia, I have not raised a support Because I was so confident that I get a job And my parents were persecuting me Because discovered that my father was dying of cancer Given six months to live And I'm the only son And I'm not only a Christian, I'm a pastor Who's going to handle the ancestral funeral? The sun leads. So all the old animosity was stirred up. One time he looked at me, he said, Still no job. Said no job. He said, Well, if your God is not able to give you a job, give you some money. This is the key to my safe. You can use this and get some money for my grandchildren. All that thing. I remember I came upstairs. My parents are living downstairs. I came upstairs. I looked at empty. I was so discouraged. I said, darling, I don't think God even know where I am. Let alone that he cares for me, I felt trapped and cheated. And at that moment, the landline rang, and it was a call from New Zealand from the chairperson of a pastoral search committee. He said, Strange thing happened last night. We met to consider your name. And the Spirit of God came upon us that we could not discuss your name, but we were interceding for you with tears. And I just wanted to ring to let you know that. My focus was back. On God. The first change you need to meet is a shift of focus, of perspective, and usually it is in response to God's revelation to you. Number two, a shift in alignment with God's position. You know, Joshua as a warrior said the spontaneous thing. Are you for us or are you against us? If you are for us, I'm going to rebuke you because I'm not given command to draw sword. If you are against me, I will have to prepare to fight you. But the commander of the army of the Lord of hosts says, neither. Neither, neither Now, let me challenge you to your very core, your evangelical call. You think that, we tend to think that God is always on our side God is only on His side You need to make the alignment You need to make the change I am on the Lord's side when I'm on the Lord's side, He will fight for me He's not going to fight for you if you're on your own side It's not going to happen, my friend You need to align yourself with God And that took place In Joshua chapter 5 verses 1 to 2 Now when all the Amorite kings west of the Jordan And all the Canaanite kings along the coast Heard how the Lord had dried up the Jordan before the Israelites Until we had crossed over Their heart melted And they no longer had the courage to face the Israelites At that time, the Lord said to Joshua Make flint knives, circumcise the Israelites again So Joshua made flint knives And circumcised the Israelites at Gibeah Heroboth now Joshua, experienced warrior, commander of an army, he would know the basic strategy when the enemy hearts are trembling with fear when they got no courage to fight. That is the time to strike That's what Karate Kid movie says, isn't it? (laughs) Strike first, strike hard No mercy, yeah? (laughs) That's the way to win But God says no No Circumcise 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 who? All those born in the wilderness Who? The whole army Lord, I could give three reasons why it doesn't make sense Number one, wrong place Now we are in enemy territory Circumcised, women, children unprotected Wrong place Lord Any other time in the wilderness you could have done that Number two, wrong time Wrong time this is the time to strike. They are fearful and you say, dislocate yourself. (laughs) Doesn't make sense. Thirdly, wrong people. Wrong people. if you say circumcise those 19 and below, yeah. But the whole army, why did he do it? Why did Joshua do it against his logic? The mighty act of God The mighty act of God changed all that God dried the Jordan River And He knew He gave His whole heart Whole heart to the Lord Deuteronomy 30 verse 6 is not about physical circumcision It's about circumcision of your heart God wants your heart Your allegiance so that you can worship Him with your whole heart. You can love Him with your whole heart. You can trust Him with your whole heart. You can serve Him with your whole heart. It's your heart. It's the allegiance first, allegiance first in difficult situations against your better judgment. And then followed by alignment. Alignment, alignment, alignment. See, God called me. There was a clear vision. There was allegiance. And then needed to align, align. You know, (laughs) it's so interesting. The whole small church was praying, I get a job, I get a job. And then one of the intercessors, at 4 o'clock in the morning, was praying, interceding. And said, tell Pastor Tong." to plant a church in Batu And he says, oh, that's rubbish. Because we praying for him to get a job. (laughs) Second time it happened. He says, must be the enemy. (laughs) Third time it happened. So he did the right thing. He told the elder of the church. The elder said, you know, we have been praying for him to get a job. Why don't you tell him yourself? (laughs) And he came and told me. Immediately after he told me that, there were three men from Batu Pahat. At that time, there was animosity between my parents and me, so I could not even invite them into the house. So they delivered what they call the Macedonian call. We had a group that had been meeting, and God said that you are the man to come and help us plant a church in Batu Pahat. I said, wow, nothing's happening. This thing. And then I told Anthea, I said, but my father took me back, this inherited me, when I choose to obey God rather than me. And I took me back on the condition, on the condition that I would not do the Christian stuff in his backyard. So I told Anthea, I need to get permission from my parents. And the word of God came to us straight away. The heart of the king is the water in God's hand. He will cause it to flow where it wills. So I told Anthea, you pray, I and ask my mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> So she was praying upstairs. And I went to my mom and dad, I said, you know, the three men that came, you know, they were talking to us. He asked me to help start a church in Batu What do you think? He said, of course you should do something. Every morning you wake up, you do nothing. <laughs> you should do something worthwhile. That's how Chinese parents, all Chinese parents give permission, <laughs> alignment, 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 the art of the good life. Rob Dobelli, he says that we must be open to constant correction, alignment need allegiance and then let God align because life is turbulent And lastly, a shift in priority Joshua was wanting a strategy from God What message have you got for me? And God says, Take off your shoes. Take off your shoes. For the ground you're standing is holy ground. Even an Asian setting, taking off your shoes means letting go of your plan, <laughs> of the agenda, of your time, and come spend time. Shift of priority, embrace God's presence. A shift of perspective, focus on God A shift of alignment, align with God's position A shift of priority Spend time with Him He wants to be ready for battle God is not worried about that He's more worried that you are rooted in Him for the battle Spend time with Him Remember the story of Ravi Zacharias? He said, you know, everywhere I go, I take an Anglican footstool. And it will be at my bedside. I wake up, I I don't know the time zone, but I pray. And to get into God's presence, praying that, oh, God, keep me. That after 40 years, I will not depart from you. I need your presence. And he said, the reason I do this is because I was mentored by John Stott. And John Stott said, the church world change dramatically. When pastor's study became pastor's office And Ravi said, I asked John, what do you mean? What do you mean? He explained pastor's study That was the time the pastor would get up And go to his study, look it up And get to the throne of grace Wanting to hear the word, a fresh word to build the people of God that is put under His care. Now there's change in the pastor's office. They go to the study to engineer clever visions and plans and strategies to build up the church. Big difference. God can build a church. (laughs) You build a people. to the people. That's a challenge for us, church, as we move into 2019 to possess the land. that is us pray. Loving Father, we give you thanks that you are in the midst. For those Who do not know Jesus as Lord I want to tell you that God loves you so much He gave His Son to die on the cross for you That you can have peace And this morning you're not here by accident To hear a Chinaman speaking In a strange way because He's different You lower your guard And God has touched you And God says I stand and knock at the door You've heard this message many times that God loves you God has a plan for you But today, would you open the door of your heart That He will come in Fill you with His love Fill you with power Fill you with fantastic plans and purposes That He has for you Loving Father, we give you thanks we give you thanks for these ones. I pray, Father, now, in Jesus' name, by the power of your spirit, you'll come to your heart. Assure them that their sins are forgiven, that as they acknowledge you as Lord and Savior, this will be the best new year ever. I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give God a clap offering for that. <clears throat> wonderful, 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 wonderful. Thanks for listening to this River Life podcast. Make sure you subscribe to keep up to date with all the latest content. If this podcast has raised any questions for you, contact us via church at riverlifechurch.org.au or through Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening.